0: This podcast is sponsored by 10 TenOfThose.com hand-picks the best Christian books that point to Jesus and sell them at discounted prices. I'd love to tell you about a book called Hope When It Hurts by Sarah Walton and Kristen Weatherly. We all know what it feels like to hurt. In many ways, this last couple of years has been a time full of hurts and anxiety for all of us. Here is a book written by two authors who know pain firsthand. They helpfully take us to the sure hope that we can all experience when life's hurts come our way. They take us to the gospel, they take us to Jesus, and they do it in a way that is compassionate, realistic, and honest. Grab a copy at 10
1: Welcome to Two Sisters and a Cup of Tea. My name is Sarah and I live in the UK. This is my sister Felicity and she lives in the States. Hello everyone. And today we're really looking forward to getting stuck into the next four stanzas of Psalm 119 together. So Felicity, um, we've got cups of tea ready is are open and um hopefully our listeners have um managed to read the psalm um over the last couple of weeks as we've got going um but it's just really hard to get into this psalm i don't know whether you found that when we first started reading this and i just wonder whether you can give us a few kind of pinpointers of how do we start kind of getting into this for ourselves and starting to read it fruitfully
0: Yes, good question, because as I'm sure you've all experienced, and I definitely experienced it, when Sarah, in fact, was the one who suggested that we consider doing Psalm 119, and I thought, "Ah, I don't even know how to start. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, it's not that different in many ways to how we start with any book of the Bible, isn't it? So what I've been doing is essentially reading it repeatedly as much as I can and listening Mm -hmm. to it. I've been loving listening to it sung as much as listening to it read. I've been reading it. And as I've been reading it, I've been doing the normal kind of things of looking for repeated words, repeated themes, anything that helps me just kind of get a handle on what this writer, what this psalmist is wanting to convey through what is quite lengthy, isn't it? And I think that one of the challenges is that it's not, Like linear logic, it's not like this, Mm. and then therefore that, but actually, he's kind of circular, he comes back to the same things again and again, which is helpful because I think that's what we need to hear. But in terms of actually kind of getting into it, that was quite a helpful thing for me to realize. Um, what about you? Have you got any top tips?
1: Yeah, that's really helpful. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, as we see that, and remember that it's a song, a song as a heart, it is really helpful to remember just that it's not as linear as we might hope. Um, and sometimes it can be easy to look for structure where there isn't um, because there that, that isn't in some songs. There isn't, yeah. You know, it's it's, crea- it's a creative kind of endeavour, isn't it? Um, I think for me, I've been struck with um, how useful it's been to, like, yes, we say, the, you know, the laws and precepts and statutes are repeated a lot, but I've kind of been looking – almost overlooking that to start off with and seeing what's in between all that to see the kind of flow of what's going on and what's um, happening in each stanza and I think that's kind of helped me to kind of see the context in which the psalmist is writing into and I think as I've done that as you go on in the psalm again the context kind of keeps drawing through um and then that's helped me to go back and see that kind of all his kind of requests about the word and um the way that he's talking about it and delighting in it it's kind of put into the story of Mm -hmm. his life so I think that's that's kind of helped me to get into it more rather than just thinking oh this all feels quite similar (laughs) (laughs) and I don't know what to do with it
0: I know something that we've both done which is not my usual kind of you know decoration of my bible but colour coding Mm -hmm. as we've been going through it. So I've been doing it according to whether he's sort of certain about something or whether he's asking for something or whether he's stating something about God. And that's been a really helpful way of just Seeing the inter mm, kind of interplay between dude. all those things.
1: I'll let you into a little secret though. When I first read this, I printed it all out on like A4, um, so I could just scribble around it. And when I first read this, I got the <laughs> I got the pages mixed up, and I didn't even notice. <laughs> 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 and I got to the end of the Psalm, and I was like, "Wow, that was more confusing than I thought it would be." <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I was totally reading it in the wrong order. Um, so actually it does make a difference when you read it in the right order <laughs> and the highlighting helps that. But um, yeah, but I think, you know, I feel like we've come a long way just by the nature of just like sitting down and to read it well, to read it properly. I think you can come so much of the way through doing that and asking the Lord to open our eyes, which is what our psalmist is going to get into in yes. this um, bit.
0: Yes. Shall I? Shall we, shall we get into it? Shall I read those? Um... Yes,
1: I think we're going to split it, aren't we? Do you want to yeah. do the first two and I'll do the next?
0: Absolutely. OK, so we're in Psalm 119 and it's verses 17 through to 48. Be good to your servant while I live, that I may obey your word. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. I am a stranger on earth. Do not hide your commands from me. My soul is consumed with longing for your laws at all times. You rebuke the arrogant who are accursed, those who stray from your commands. Remove from me scorn and contempt, for I keep your statutes. Though rulers sit together and slander me, your servant will meditate on your decrees. Your statutes are my delight, they are my counsellors. I am laid low in the dust, preserve my life according to your word. I gave an account of my ways and you answered me, teach me your decrees. Cause me to understand the way of your precepts, that I may meditate on your wonderful deeds." My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Keep me from deceitful ways. Be gracious to me and teach me your law. I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I've set my heart on your laws. I hold fast to your statutes, Lord. Do not let me be put to shame. I run in the path of your commands for you have broadened my understanding.
1: Teach me, Lord, the way of your decrees that I may follow it to the end. Give me understanding so that I may keep your law and obey it with all my heart. Direct me in the path of your commands, for there I find delight. Turn my heart towards your statutes and not towards selfish gain. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. Fulfill your promise to your servants so that you may be feared. Take away the disgrace I dread, for your laws are good. How I long for your precepts in your righteousness. Preserve my life. May your unfailing love come to me, Lord, your salvation according to your promise. Then I can answer anyone who taunts me, for I trust in your word. Never take your word of truth from my mouth, for I have put my hope in your laws. I will always obey your law forever and ever. I will walk about in freedom, for I have sought out your precepts. I will speak of your statutes before kings and will not be put to shame, for I delight in your commands because I love them. I reach out for your commands, which I love. That I may meditate on your decrees,
0: just rich as ever. And it's worth saying that both of us have been really enjoying these stanzas, aren't they? And talking about getting into the psalm, so I think there's something in these stanzas that is a bit more tangible. That it, like it feels a bit more accessible. So let's <laughs> let's make the most of that. And um, Sarah, you actually had quite a helpful way of kind of getting a handle on it. Can you are you able to just to help help us with? yeah into. so i think um as you go through the first three
1: stanzas um i think you can as you start to kind of unpack what his context is in each one um, i think you start to see there's there's some different pressures on him so in the first stanza um, in verse 21 you get you rebuke the arrogant remove from me scorn and contempt and the rulers sit together and slander me so he's got this situation where he's being slandered for being a believer um, it's the pressure of the world. It's the pressure of having to stand firm in a world that does not um, fear the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that is a very real kind of suffering, a very real pressure that he's feeling there. Um, and then it kind of changes tone a little bit. So um, I guess, kind of in music terms, you might kind of just, it just feels like it, um, it goes a bit deeper, a bit more solemn almost, because in verse 25, at the beginning of the next stanza, we've got, I'm laid low in the dust. And um, in verse 28, my soul is weary with sorrow. So, this feels like a more, and it's, and it, there doesn't seem to be many details in this one, but it's a kind of more general, but a deeper suffering. Um, and so, maybe like just suffering from general life and situations. And yes, yeah, so it's a different kind of suffering to the pressure in the stanza above. Um, but then in the next stanza, I think what's really striking is he goes on to talk about his own heart and the temptation to turn away from the Lord and turn towards selfish gain and worthless things. And I mean, that's all of us, isn't it? And so I think what's been really striking is just picking out that context and realizing, wow, sin and suffering, those are always the you know the big pressures on our heart. And here he's talking about all three um, or the two different types of suffering um, and then sin. And so then, so that's the first three. And then in the final stanza, there seems to be a kind of resolute um, kind of answer to the pressure. And I think he lands on the promises of his covenant God and the salvation that he's promised. Um, And there seems to be a confidence that then comes
0: with looking to the promises. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Uh, yes, so helpful, Sarah. I think that's absolutely right. very helpful to see the context in which the psalmist is sitting and from that position with those pressures, those different pressures that you've talked about. Really interesting to then sort of dig in deep and see, well, what does he do with that context? Like, What's his go-to? And, and something that really struck me as I was reading these stanzas was his dependence on the Lord in the midst of those pressures. So I think you see it really clearly in verse 18, open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. And then you have it again in verse 27, cause me to understand the way of your precepts. And that kind of this that I'm going through, and that's true of life, isn't it? Sin Mm -hmm. and suffering. This that I'm going through in the midst of that, Lord, in your grace, because you are the one who will enable me to see the wonders of, the, of your word, to see you in your word. I just think that then is a really helpful. Yes, that makes perfect sense. When you're under pressure, which life feels quite pressured a lot of the time, doesn't it? Actually, we cry out to the Lord to help us to see more. Of what he's doing and who he is, because I think that's one of the things when you read this psalm, you think, oh, "How could I ever be like this guy? <laughs> like he's got this like seemingly abundant delight in the Lord." But he's
1: asked, yeah, he's asking the Lord to give him that, isn't it? It's very clear requests, um, and I think I love the way that in the midst of these pressures, actually, he's not—he doesn't turn to complain, does he? Mm. Um, in the midst of these pressures, he turns to the Lord and he says, "Lord, help me to see." Help me to see what's in your word and help me to have, I guess it's helping to have perspective to look at these pressures from the stance of God's promises and God's word, rather than being caught up in the kind of whirlwind of.
0: Yeah, I think that's it. That kind of help me to see you, God, like what you're doing and your character and who I am in you. And then, okay, what do we do?
1: yeah and as he does that so i think in that final stanza from verse 41 as we see a kind of bigger kind of focus on the salvation that he's longing for kind of looking towards essentially anticipating the cross in that isn't he Mm -hmm. um but that as he does that and he puts his hope there he then that brings freedom he says in verse 45 i will walk about in freedom and then he it seems he kind of gains confidence because he then he'll that I'll speak of your statutes before kings and I'll not be put to shame because I delight in your commands but I think there's been a process and a journey to get there hasn't there
0: yes I think that's so helpful to see then the shift that shift comes through God, I think God answering his prayers, because then you see in verse 32, I run in the path of your commands, which has kind of got an energy and an enthusiasm to it, isn't it? For Mm. you have broadened my understanding. Like these prayers have been answered. I see you more clearly. I see what you're doing. And as a result, I'm going to, as you say, walk about in freedom. And that that resolve, how wonderful that that resolve is not of his own making. We're not supposed to sort of muster it up somehow, but God has given him delight in his word, delight in himself, in God himself, so that he might then be able to kind of do all these things.
1: And it is such an emphasis, isn't it, on the Lord doing the work? So, just um, in the third stanza we reading, for example, verse thirty-eight: "Yet yeah, fulfil your promise to your servant, so that you may be feared." And then in verse forty: "In your righteousness preserve my life." So, hmm. it's all of the Lord that, isn't it? Like it's His, it's God's righteousness, it's God's right ways that enable Him to be right with Him and to be able to depend on this promise. And therefore, in that, He's able to turn from sin and go, "No, I'm going to." choose to obey even though my heart is longing for that worthless thing over there whatever it may be and we all have that the whole time don't we but in that moment he's choosing to turn away from that and turn to the lord because he knows that the lord is faithful and that ultimately as he does that that will bring freedom
0: yes and his all inness for the lord is pretty mm-hmm. impressive isn't it but then you think well yes actually from our position this side of the cross and we see Jesus and we see his his life his death his resurrection and we know that these promises that the psalmist is talking about are fulfilled ultimately in Jesus and so how much more are we able to be all in like that that's kind of one of the things isn't it as we've been reading through like how do we see Jesus how do we um yeah how are we wowed by Jesus as we're in this psalm and i think that's one of the things that we notice from our position now we see Jesus to be the fulfillment of these promises that He is depending on, yeah. and in that we're standing on the firm ground of the cross. And so, yeah, definitely.
1: Wow. But even just seeing Jesus and living these out. So um, we we're talking the last couple of episodes about the fact that Jesus is the one who can pray this psalm um, fully. And I mean, just a wow moment for that in itself, isn't it? That Jesus can actually, pr- you know, he he could pray this yeah. <laughs> could with that and integrity <laughs> and sincerity, but. To pray this in the midst of the pressure that he was feeling when he walked this earth. I mean, that's extraordinary, isn't it? The scorn, the contempt, the slander that he faced, and yet he stood firm on the word of the Lord. You think of that um, kind of instance with the devil where he he used the word as a kind of weapon against the devil's schemes and um, to tempt him away. Or then the pressure of the suffering, pressure at the cross itself, the pressure mm. to, to kind of deny um, the Lord's will and to kind of, you know, go... Go the way of selfish gain, I guess, and not going to the cross, and his soul being weary of sorrow, and yet he was strengthened by the word of God as he did that. And then the fact that he was the one able to, uh, even though he was not without temptation, you know, he he was the one who walked the earth with so many temptations, temptation that everyone has, and yet he was without sin. He, at every point, he was able to turn from sin in this way that we're reading. I just think that's extraordinary, isn't it? To see Jesus fleshed out and to see the song of his heart here and lived out in that way.
0: And I think it operates on two of those levels, isn't it? So we have exactly that that you're saying, totally amazing to see Jesus living it out. We have that kind of fulfillment of the promises. And then actually, we have this as we um, seek the Lord through his word, as we see all throughout the psalm, as we do that, God enables us actually to be more like Jesus. Mm. Because who we're reading of here is. Jesus like, isn't he? Like the the ultimate fulfillment is this Jesus like thing. So, and I look at Jesus and I think, yes, I want to be like Jesus. Oh, actually, well, this this is the means. Lord, open my eyes to your word. Give me delight in your word. Let your word be the counselors that give me delight. Mm -hmm. And as I I run in this, uh, the path of his commands, so I am actually, by God's grace, being more like Jesus. And isn't that just heartwarming delight like literal delight it's such
1: grace isn't it that god would use his word his living word in this way to actually change our hearts and i think we've both been feeling that haven't we like um i guess just as we kind of round up just thinking what yeah how has this really been driving to our hearts this week i think i've just been really struck as i've been praying through i've been just choosing a stanza each day to pray through pray through the words and make them my own um I'm seeing the freedom that comes from that. I'm seeing the delight that comes from doing that, from praying these words that we've been given by God back to God. And therefore I'm beginning to see and feel more of the blessed life that is talked about as the ideal. And of course I'm not living the ideal. Of course my everyday reality is, oh, that my ways to be steadfast, as we saw in that first stanza. But just the reality of it, as we kind of drink and kind of breathe this in almost – what's coming out in my prayers and my desires is more of this.
0: Yeah. And it's kind of self-fueling, isn't it? Because you do that and then you kind of want to do it more because it it really, I feel like it breeds its own hunger. As we're in this, I feel my hunger for the word, my hunger for the Lord, my hunger to run in his commands is kind of growing and growing because that's kind of how his grace is working.
1: And it's not kind of in abstract, is it? I think I just love that this is so rooted in the context that he's in a context of pressure a context of sin a context of suffering and we are all in that place and actually this isn't like a kind of ideal reality away from life this is in the muck of life this is in the thick of things isn't Mm. it as he's in the thick of things he's choosing to praise and choosing to look to the lord and there's fruit in that we see the fruit of it
0: yeah wow shall i pray that we would (laughs) yes please heavenly father we praise you so much for the gift of your word for the gift of yourself through your word and we pray that as we're in this psalm would you open our eyes that we may see more wonderful things in your law we pray that you would delight our hearts in you all the more as we dig into these words of yours amen amen
1: so quick already times already gone we have questions in our show notes that help you to keep unpacking what we've been talking about so do go and find those um they are just a really helpful kind of prompt for you to be talking about these things with someone else as well as if you're doing it by yourself and um, but on that note, why not share this podcast with a friend? Is there someone you could text right now and just say, have a listen, and then maybe you could talk about it together. And we'd love for you to be sharing this with others as well. But time's gone. We need to head. And so we look forward to seeing you next time.
0: See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. This podcast is sponsored by 10ofthose.com. 10ofthose.com the best Christian books that point to Jesus and sell them at discounted prices.